All right. Well, man, I am, I'm just so happy to be here. Gosh, it just always feels amazing. Uh, I don't know about you, but every week I, uh, I very much look forward to uh, getting in this place. Uh, it, it just always feels amazing. Uh, so if you've been around for the past few weeks, you know that we are in the middle of a, a series, and this week's actually our, our last week of the series, called Mission. And don't worry, if, if you missed any of the prior three weeks, uh, you can go and check them out on YouTube, on our website, on podcasts, whatever it is that you use and listen, um, go and check those out because this series is a big deal. It's, it's very important. I mean, in fact, this series is all about what we are called to do in our lives, uh, both you individually as well as us collectively. This is the very thing that we were created to do. And so that is what this, this series is all about. It's our life's mission. And, um, and so last week, it was really cool because I was talking to someone after the service and they said, uh, man, this series has been great just because it's so easy to come to church week after week uh, and, and just like come and, and, and feel his presence and kind of get fulfilled in that way and then kind of go on to my day, my week, and just kind of come back the next week and do it all over again. It's kind of easy to do that, but this series has, has really given me clarity and vision and, and what the mission is that we are to do, and, and it's really been like revitalizing and, and rejuvenating them uh, to really step up and get into action. And so it was really awesome because that's what this is That's what this is for. That's what this series is all about. And so from the get-go, we have laid out what our mission statement is. And so let's go ahead and, and go over that again. Um, if you've missed any of the weeks or you haven't heard this yet, this is what we are about. This is the statement that we are about. And that is that we exist to help people, right? We exist to help people know God, find freedom, to discover purpose, and make a difference. That is why we exist. And week one, Dustin went through uh, knowing God, helping people know God. This is the number one priority. This must happen first and foremost, because if that doesn't happen, the rest can't, right? And so this is the number one item here. We must know God. This must be our priority. Week two covered helping find freedom, finding sustained freedom through the right relationships, has anyone been a part uh, of some wrong relationships, like been in the wrong circles, maybe uh, sent you down the wrong path? You know, mom and dad's always trying to get you in the right circles and the right relationships. Well, that is what we believe, that you are in the right relationships that will allow you to find sustained freedom. Week three, uh, just last week, it was helping to discover purpose. And uh, this is really about what God created you to do. What are the gifts and the talents that he's given you 
And, and what do you do with that, right? Uh, are you stewarding that well? Are you developing what he's given you? Are you, are you growing what he has gifted you with, right? Uh, so I know you might be thinking, well, yeah, that'd be good, but he didn't give me any. Like, I just missed out. I, I don't have gifts, talents, skills. I don't even know what you're talking about. I wish I did, but, but that's, we know that's not true. Last week, Dustin said that we were all, all gifted with talents and skills. God gave them to us, that each one of you, have a gift that God gave you. He created you to, to use in his kingdom, to further his kingdom, right? So this week, we are talking on helping to make a difference. Helping to make a difference. This is our last week, and I'm so excited to dive into this. So let's go, let's go into um, our core scripture, our root scripture for today, and it's in John chapter 15 to set the context a little bit. Uh, this is in between Jesus having the last supper with his disciples and him being betrayed. So this is all kind of that evening. Uh, they just had the last supper, broke bread. You know, they, they, uh, Jesus gets down in like the ultimate act of service and washes his disciples' feet. And they're still kind of lounging and hanging. And Jesus knows, he's already told them, one of you are about to betray me. He, he knows that he's about to be betrayed. And so he knows these are kind of my last words before I am betrayed and crucified. And so if you can imagine, uh, if you're on your deathbed and you have like your last words to share with your loved ones, with your children, whoever that is, you bet that that is like the most important words that you can utter in that moment. And I'm just gonna kinda take a step back and say like, if you guys want to like engage with me and respond at any point, I really love that. Um, so <laughs> feel free to. Uh, but but like that, this is this is this is what Jesus finds very important before he is he is betrayed. And so they go into this. The disciples are kind of leaned in. Jesus is just kind of sharing this, these words of wisdom. And he starts, uh, I'm starting in verse four. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Mm, uh, the 
just like drop mic, I'm done. I mean, that, 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 it's amazing. Let's go ahead and pray, though. Before we get any deeper into this, let's go ahead and pray and pray with me. Pray with me. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for coming into this place to, to making your presence known and felt in a tangible way, in a manifest way. We thank you for that, God. What a privilege and honor it is that you have chosen us. You have chosen us to be a part of your family that we call you father and you call us your children. What a privilege and honor, God. I pray that you would just speak through me, Lord, that your words would just flow through me and that you would open our ears, our minds, our hearts to receive your word today. Speak to us, God. Speak so clearly, God, to us in a way that pricks our hearts and stirs us and, and puts us into motion. We ask for this in Jesus' name we pray and everyone says, amen, amen. Don't you love kids? Aren't kids like awesome? <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> kids are, are so cool you know like when they got like the baby chubs still they're like the cutest you want to just grab them we say things like I could just eat you up because we love them so much that we say things that don't make any sense because we don't know what words to use to articulate that love they're so awesome right and then they kind of get out of the the pudgy you know, chubby baby mode, and they, they start to get more independent and, and be able to do things on their own, and then Tara's heart breaks because they don't completely rely on her. I don't understand it, but it happens. And, uh, and so Saturday mornings, you can actually sleep in because they can actually function, like, to an extent, you know, but you, you wake up, you're able to sleep in on a Saturday morning, you get up, you roll out of bed, you know, you're kind of taking your time, you go into the kitchen to get some coffee and just chill. It's Saturday morning. And then you come out and you turn the corner and you see this. Right? Kids are awesome, aren't they? <laughs> Kids are awesome. Now, that is true. Kids are awesome, but there's some mess that comes with it. You know, life is awesome. Life is awesome, but mess comes with it too. You know, uh, as you come across these situations, like as a parent, right, you're like, all right, I know how to handle this. I got this. After you kind of work your way past the, like, I want to grab hold of them and, you know, you find, find your way past, past that and you discover a solution. You discover a solution, right? You know how to fix it. You've gotten past the, and you've discovered a solution. Wouldn't it be crazy to, to get to this point and to not use it? Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy to like know the cure to cancer and not use it? 
Wouldn't it be crazy to have that rare moment where the kids are so sweet and, hey, daddy, give me a hug. And they're like, nah. You know, you don't even, you don't hug them. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy to have like a warm, fresh, white long John donut and not eat it? Like, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> if, if you've never heard me speak up here, I have a problem with donuts and it makes its way into every sermon. So I got it in there. But, but wouldn't it be crazy if like God gave you a gift and he, he gave you talents and skills and you didn't use it? Wouldn't that be crazy? Right? Sometimes we, we just kind of put it in the closet. We let the dust settle on it, and we don't use it. Wouldn't that be crazy? But here at the bridge, we have this this value. It's one of our core values. It is get in the game. Get in the game. We are contributors here. We're not consumers. We contribute to this thing. We're not just consumers. That's a core value that we have here at the bridge. And, and I mean it like that is the heartbeat of this church, is that we are contributors. That's who we are. Uh, it was a few weeks ago we were talking about, um, or we had a Discover class. And it was awesome. Like the question went around, so why, why did you decide to, to get into the Discover class and, you know, want to join a team. And they're like, well, I just, I came here, I was new and I looked around and that's just what everyone did, you know? So I'm like, well, I guess that's what I'm doing, you know? And I thought that was so awesome. It, it speaks to the heartbeat of this church. And I'm so proud to say that. In fact, this weekend alone, so like we've got this value, get in the game. So, so we like to be cute like this. Our first day of volunteering, when it's your first day volunteering, we call it your game day. Yeah. It's your game day when it's your first day serving and joining a team. And this weekend alone, we have five game days. So five, yes. Five game days, so five people for the first time joining a team to serve. So awesome. So awesome. Because listen, I I have grown up in church. Um, I've been a part of church. I've seen my parents and my family very involved in churches as I've grown up over the years. And, And I can tell you that what happens here is not the norm. Uh, the, the whole Pareto rule of the 20% doing 80% of the work has definitely applied to my upbringing and, and what I saw growing up. And, and I just thought that's how it worked. And I'm so glad to say for the first time, that's not the case here. That's not the case here. So let's go back to our scripture. Jesus is, is giving all that he's got in this moment the most important things he can share in this moment. And he just starts drilling this abide in me and you and I, abide in me and you and I. And we talked about 
knowing God week one, this really brings us, brings us back to week one. Yes. Abide in me. We must know him first and foremost. This must be our priority, right? We said that. Because actions follow belief. Right. Actions follow belief. Um, if, if, uh, if I heard that, I think last night, the lottery's up to like $350 million, something crazy. And, uh, and, and if, if you knew and believed that you had the winning numbers, I can tell you what your next action would be. Because action follows belief. Now, don't leave right now. At least get through service. But you're going to go run and buy a ticket, right? Like, that's going to be the next action. Uh, because actions follow belief. When we abide in him, when we truly understand and know him, like know him, we, we get into what scripture talks about being a, a living sacrifice. Like everything we have is for him. Everything is to, to glorify him when we truly, truly know him. In Colossians 3, 17, it says that whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can you imagine if if everything we did was for him? Like you you wake up in the morning and you you immediately prioritize your morning time to him. You you begin working in your job, your career, and you did it to glorify him? Like the, the time that you spend with coworkers and, and with uh, vendors and whatever it is that you do, right? Like that you did it to glorify him. How much different would, would your job be, right? If you were doing it in that way, that, that you get done with work and you spend some time with the wife and you did that to glorify her and him and, and in a way that honors him, you spend time with the kids and, and you try to, to raise them up in a way and still the godly character traits in a way that honors and glorifies him. I have a friend, Tara and I have a friend, uh, Josiah. He was here uh, just a few weeks back and uh, he came to visit. And he is, he is the best example of this that I can think of. He... Um, We've, we haven't even known each other that long, but I can tell you without a doubt that he abides in God. Um, we, when we were in Charlotte, he would come over about weekly and, um, and we would just spend time and we would laugh and we would just have a good time, right? Just like hanging out. And we would be in the middle of hanging out and he'd be like, man, that reminds me when I was when I was spending time with the Lord, I'm like, hang on, where do, how did we get here? You know, we're like laughing about something. He's, that reminds me, you know, when Jesus, this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, you're right, me too. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he, he said, we'd be in the middle of conversation and he'd just be like, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit's want me to tell you this right now. And he just starts speaking into me and my family and our lives he came this weekend, 
that a few weeks back, right? And, and he, he spent time with the Lord in preparation to come hang out with friends. He abides in him. He would probably, he, I don't even know if he knows this or not. If he watches this, it's possibly embarrassing. But um, we, were, we were at the house and listen, he had no idea like we could even hear this. He goes downstairs in the basement and he goes to take a shower and he turns on worship music and he is worshiping in the shower. Like <laughs> he's not a singer and he would tell you that, but like he was just worshiping. And I, I remember just what that did to me. He abides in him. And it, when you do that, you bear much fruit. Yes. That's what it says, right? When we look at verse five, that's what Jesus said. When you abide in me, this is what happens. You bear fruit. You bear much fruit. Now, you might be thinking, Devin, what does that mean? What are you even talking about bearing much fruit? And so when we look into Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and verse 23, it tells us the fruit of the Spirit. So this kind of lists out the fruit of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is the, the fruit that you will bear when you abide in him. And every time I speak and every time this comes up with the fruit of the spirit, I can't help but point out, when I look at this list, man, could we not use more of this in our world? I mean, look, look at that list. If you can throw it back up real quick. If, if you look at this list, could we not use more love and enjoy peace with all the crazy in our world and the division and the not even being able to like hear each other because we have no patience with one another, no kindness, no goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Like we could use more of this, right? I, do I dare bring up donuts again with self-control? It's a problem, all right? You, we need more self self-control. Like this is the fruit that we bear when we truly abide in him. And in verse eight, it actually says, this is how you prove to be my disciples. When you bear fruit, this is how you, you prove to be my disciples. And it says the father will be glorified by this. Again, that's what we're created, yes. created to do is to glorify the father. Yes. And when we do, we bear much fruit. So, we got to grab hold of this thing, right? We got to grab hold of this thing. Let's prove, let's prove to be his disciple. In verse 11, this is so awesome. God's pretty cool like this. He, uh, he uh, when, when you do like things the way he's created them to, to work and the, the way that he's created you, um, when we look at verse 11, which we didn't read earlier, I, I kind of held it from you, but it says, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. So listen, when you abide in me and, and when you discover your purpose and you bear much fruit, much good fruit, 
you experience this joy you, to the fullest. This is when we, we feel most fulfilled. Jesus Christ himself tells us, we feel most fulfilled when we do what he's created us to do. When you act on and move and make a difference in the way that he's created you to, you feel most fulfilled. And you know, if you've, if you've done anything and, and you, know, you serve around here, and like I said, we've got, most of us do. Uh, you know, we, we have this sense of fulfillment when you get outside of yourself and you serve others selflessly, right? There's this sense of fulfillment that you just can't explain because he's created us that way. We've been going through this series and for each week we've laid out, okay, what is the vision? What, what is the focus? What should my mindset be? And then what is our strategy here? at the bridge. For each of these weeks, we've kind of broken it down in this way. And so when we look at the vision for making a difference, it is that we would see a community of people, that's you and I, who passionately and diligently impact the people around them. That you and I would be all in on impacting people around us. That, that our priority, our priority would be to expand the kingdom of God. Right. That, that is our priority in life, is that we expand the kingdom of God and we do this together. This is what it's about. This is our mission. This is our life's mission, that we be sold out to this. Amen? Yes. Our focus. Our focus is that we want to build strong teams led by strong leaders. We want to build strong teams led by strong leaders. Um, now, listen, I know you can do a lot. Like, you can, you can make things happen. You can be crazy productive but when you're a part of a team that's united in mission, we can accomplish so much more, yeah. right? Uh, I, um, I'm a, I like sports. Uh, I've grown up in sports. And so there's, with teams, there's this camaraderie, you know, where you kind of, ah, let's get this, right? Let's go win the game. Let's go, we'll, we'll, let's go win the game, yeah. you know? Let's, let's pull together and, and let's build strong teams. We've heard like the, the weakest link, right? the strongest is only the team. I'll get it. Hang on a second. <laughs> the team's only as strong as the weakest link, right? We've heard that. But if we pull together, if we unite and we've got leaders that are giving us clear direction, we know where we're going. We know the vision. It's clear. We can see it. We're, we're empowered and, and we're equipped to step in and, and act on what God has given you. Man, yeah. watch out. Yeah. Watch out. Our mindset. Our mindset is that this isn't just a job. This is a mission. This is a mission. Again, this is calling. This is a life calling. Uh, we, 
this, this whole thing, this might shock you. <laughs> this, this whole mission is, is straight from the word of God. Like this, we're, just, we're just breaking this down from what his word tells us to do. This is what he tells us is our calling, is our life's mission. I am not called, it's not my life's mission to manage a team of bankers. That's what I do from eight to five throughout the week. But that's not, that's not my mission. That's not my life's calling. My life's calling is that I am to expand the kingdom of God. I am to introduce as many people as I can to Jesus Christ in the rock star that he is. Like, I want to just put the highlight, the high beams on him, and I want to make him just so popular and famous. Like, that's what I want to do. That is my life's mission, to introduce people to him, to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and then to make a difference. There's a difference between job and mission. This, we are on mission. We are on mission. Lastly, the strategy. So how does this all actually practically play out here at the bridge? And the strategy is that we create a community of members, again, you and I, you and I, who serve on a team connected with their dream. We've talked about the dream, we, we, the mission. This is our dream. This is what we're called to do. But when you and I come together and we serve together to accomplish the mission, we've got a bunch of different teams here at the bridge that are awesome, led by awesome people. We, uh, we have teams that that uh, you, you can see, you know, worship team, we've got the production team, we've got guest services, you get smiles when you walk in the door, you know. We've got uh, the kids' ministry, loving on our kids, teaching them about Jesus. We've got a greater than me team that gets outside of these walls and we, we try to get into the community and understand the needs and, and help families and children in the school district that need help. We, we we try to help those that are in need, that the marriages might be struggling, that we can help in some way to serve our community. We have some awesome teams that you can be a part of. Hey, join one. Take Discover class. Guest services, Chris said guest services can help you with that or you can sign up for Discover class online and we'll get you plugged into a team because there's no more fulfillment than when you're with a team, a community of believers united in serving Jesus Christ. It doesn't get better. And, and that's why we unapologetically invite everyone to join a team. Yes. We, we unapologetically invite you to join a team if you're not already a part of one, because listen, I'd be holding out on you. I just told you the most fulfilling thing in life is if you join a team and serve God. So if you don't, you're missing out. So I'm inviting you to do it. We have, um, all of us have a part to play in this. We all have a part to play last week. We learned that we're one body 
but we're many parts. Every part's important. Every part is essential. We must be a full body that we're functionally operating to our fullest, our max. If this is the most important thing on earth, we must give it our all, right? It's, it's really awesome. Last year, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but we had a pandemic um, and we were so excited. We had, we had 13 people through a pandemic join the dream team. If you serve on any team, if you've joined a team, you're on the dream team. That's what we call it. And, and so uh, we had 13 people join uh, during a pandemic where we, we weren't here for like 18 weeks out of the year. And we were just like, yes, we're still a small church. We're still doing things. We're growing. This is amazing, 13. And, and through April of this year alone, just this year alone, we have 27 new people that have joined the dream team. Can we, can we just praise God for that? 27. And listen, just over the past like 30, 30 days, we've had 13. So for all of last year, we have had, we've matched it just over the past 30 days. Hey, God's moving. He's doing. Listen, every, I said, all of this came from the word of God, his promises. We sing all these songs about God. It's your, your promise always stands. You never fail. You always come through, right? We, we sing all these songs about his promises. Well, this, this is his promise. So I'm going to say it this way. This is going to happen. We are going to make a difference. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's his promise. It's his promise. We are going to measure success, not by how much we fill the giving baskets and and, and how much we fill even this auditorium. That's not how we're measuring success here. We're measuring success on how you are moving through your spiritual journey, that you are moving forward in your spiritual journey. That's how we're gonna measure success because if you're growing, we're all growing together, amen? So that's how we're gonna measure success. So listen, what did he give you? What did he, do? what did he give you? Are you gonna grab hold of it? Are you ready to move? Hey, that's our word for this year as a church. It's time to move. You wanna stand to your feet with me? Hey, we said it's time to move. It's time to move, so are you ready to move? Hey, are you ready to, to use it? What did he give you?